So today is indeed a day of praise and thanksgiving, praising God for who he is, thanking him for what he does. We have a group here at Elmhurst Christian Reformed Church called the Ten Talent Team, and part of their mission is to create a culture of lifestyle gratitude around here. And one of the ideas that they have shared with our community is that one American holiday in November is not enough for proper Thanksgiving to a God who is so big and beautiful. We have declared the month of November around here a season of gratitude. So there's been all kinds of ways for us to express our praise and thanksgiving and worship. Uh, We have spent the last three Sundays working through Psalm 116, which is a beautiful, deep, painful, personal psalm of thanksgiving, a song of trouble and rescue. God's word for us this morning is the follow-up to Psalm 116, Psalm 117, which is no longer an individual song, but is a song, a psalm for everybody, the whole community to join in on. Psalm 116 starts this way, I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. And that psalm ends in a big old hallelujah, praise the Lord. Psalm 117 is short and sweet, but it picks up on and simply amplifies this hallelujah and tries to spread it around. Here's what God's word says, putting this hallelujah through a megaphone. Praise the Lord, all you nations, extol him, all you peoples, everybody, for great is his love toward us and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. And again, the exclamation point is, praise the Lord, hallelujah. This is a short psalm, but it is one big stone that is dropped into the water and creates all kinds of ripples. That is how gratitude works by God's grace. It's like dropping a big stone into a still pond, and it creates all kinds of good ripples. Psalm 117 is the shortest psalm of all 150. It, in fact, is the shortest chapter in the entire Bible. I don't know of any other chapters in the Bible. You can fit on one screen in Elmhurst Christian Reformed Church. This is an entire chapter in the Bible. The praise, thanksgiving, and gratitude of Psalm 117 might seem like just a small stone, but with this kind of gratitude, it can create massive ripples for good in the world. Now, if you have a grateful heart, perhaps you recognize that uh, gratitude starts from within, with some tiny ripples. There is some great recent mental health research that uh, confirms this. I'm going to quote for you just a few of the impacts of uh, gratitude practices from a man named Dr. Robert A. Emmons. You might be asking yourself today, I don't feel all that grateful. Should I fake it? How do I stir up feelings of gratitude when things are going poorly? You can't make yourself feel just by trying hard a certain way. But there are things you can do, and your feelings will follow. Listen to his findings. If you keep folks who keep a two-week gratitude journal reduced their perceived stress about life by 28%. Are you feeling kind of stressed? Would you like 28% less? If you write a couple things down every day, your feelings will follow. 
sustained feelings of gratitude reduce our individually produced stress hormones by 23%. So if you write, you feel better. And if you feel better, literally, your brain chemistry changes as a result. Dietary fat and sugar intake is reduced by 25% by those same folks who are keeping a gratitude journal. Is anybody trying to lose a few pounds? Not today. (laughs) Do not try this today. (laughs) Like we try in so many ways, and here's a guy with actual research saying, you will cut your desire to want to eat potentially unhealthy foods by 25% just by writing a couple things down every day. For folks who are struggling with especially dark and suicidal feelings, writing a letter of gratitude to another person reduces feelings of hopelessness by 88% and increases levels of optimism and hope by 94%. We are a culture and a people that is increasingly struggling with the dark side. Here's a man who is saying that writing a letter expressing personal thanks can change this by 88 to 94% on your internal perception. Does this sound like a miracle? Feeling grateful even improves your quality of sleep by 10%. Gratitude is the fuel that God Almighty designed the human machine to run on. All right? When we are grateful, it is not out of obligation. It's not because we have to. God desires us to be this way, and everything works better when we run on this fuel spiritually, mentally, physically. In gratitude, and this is why it's hard, we recognize that the source of goodness in the world and for us is outside of ourselves. Gratitude sees a universe and a world much bigger than what I can just hold in my hand And it's much further out than just what I can reach and have on my own. Gratitude locates goodness outside of ourselves. And as followers of Jesus, we can name the ultimate source of that goodness. It's the Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That is the source of everything good and the target of our gratitude. In the 150 Psalms, when the Psalms encourage God's people to be grateful, they almost always give reasons. There's only one Psalm that doesn't give any reasons. I'll say a little more about that later. Psalm 117 gives two big reasons. Sometimes we sing a song around here called 10,000 Reasons. You only get two today. Like, there are 10,000 reasons. The Psalm, short Psalm, only gives two. The first is God's great love. His great love for us, his great love for you. Here's what the psalm means. God Almighty has personal affection for you. God Almighty not only breathed you into existence and gave you the breath of life, but he has an ongoing desire to know you and be close with you. Of all the people in the world, God is the one who thinks the best of you, even though he knows everything. Simply put, there is someone who loves you more than you can guess, who is far outside of you, infinitely beyond you. Jesus loves me. This I know, 
God is smiling on you. There is a second reason in this psalm. It takes faith to believe these things. The second reason is that not only does God love you, but he has great faithfulness when it comes to his love for you. This simply means that God is sticking with you no matter what. That God is going to be patient with you through your struggles and failures. That God is going to see you through no matter what you are going through. That God is saying, if you will let him, I've got this. Lean on me. God is good on his promises to be with you, to never leave you or forsake you. For crazy people who actually believe this, the ripples of gratitude begin to grow. Like If you really believe in your heart of hearts and the foundation of your soul that the God of the universe has great love for you and ongoing faithfulness for you no matter what, there is not a wall that you will not get over. There is not a disease that you will not get through. Even death itself is not going to keep you out of the loving arms of God. So Psalm 117 uh, comes from the Old Testament, the Hebrew Scriptures. Uh, The Old Testament is the story of a particular, peculiar people, the nation of Israel, the Jewish nation. Psalm 117 emphasizes that the destiny of all peoples is giving gratitude to God. Do you notice this? I mean, gratitude is much bigger than the Old Testament. It's much bigger than Israel. We have a national day of Thanksgiving as Americans. It is much, much, much bigger than us. It is about all nations. Psalm 117 is quoted in the New Testament in Romans chapter 15, where the Apostle Paul, those of you who are biblically curious, please look this up and read Romans 15 later on. The Apostle Paul is making an argument that it's proof that the salvation of the Gentiles... That's most of us in this room today, is proof that God desires his glory to spread to every corner of the cosmos. And it's been God's plan all along, not just for one nation like the Old Testament, but to infect the whole planet with his goodness and gratitude. One nation is not enough. We need everybody on board. I mean, today, America is not enough. We need everybody on board. About a month ago, uh, I was on a website called ExploreGod.com. I was reading some different stories of gratitude and uh, was reminded of a story from 2014, which is about the basketball player Kevin Durant. I do not normally look to sports heroes for uh, spiritual instruction and uh, inspiration in terms of practicing the virtue of gratitude. In this case, my assumptions are wrong. Here's the story. In 2014, Kevin Durant, American basketball player, was named the most valuable player in the National Basketball League. When he received his award, he delivered a memorable acceptance speech. Durant did what most athletes or actors do. You thank your teammates, your friends, those who helped you along the way. Nothing out of the norm there. But then this moment happened. He turned directly to his mother. Here's what he said. Mom, I don't think you know what you did. And this, I mean, six foot ten, 
athletic man uh, is tearing up at this point. The odds were stacked against us. You were a single parent with two boys by the time you were 21 years old. Everyone told us we weren't supposed to make it. We moved from apartment to apartment by ourselves. You would wake me up in the middle of the night in the summer. You made me run up big hills. You made me do push-ups. You cheered and screamed at me from the sidelines of games. I remember this when I was eight or nine years old. And you made us believe, Kevin Durant continues. You kept us off the street. You put clothes on our backs. You put food on our table. When you didn't eat, you made sure that we ate. You went to sleep hungry. You sacrificed for us. And then this successful, high-achieving man at the top of his career looks directly at his mom and says this. Mom, you are the real MVP. This is a great line for two reasons. Number one, here's a high-achieving man who gets it. He is very humble in recognizing that what he is experiencing is all because someone outside of himself loved him and gave themselves to him. That's wise and true. Thanksgiving is not focused on a person. Kevin Durant understood this. Sorry. Thanksgiving is focused on a person, not our circumstances. Right? Much more than the trophy, much more than the pile of cash, much more than the reputation, he is locating his greatest cause of thanksgiving on a person. It's the relationship. It's the sacrifice of time and affection and preferences for him. I think Kevin Durant knows he could break his ankle tomorrow and never play basketball again. Would he still be grateful for his mom? Right? His circumstances could change wildly tomorrow, but his gratitude would remain. I want to challenge you today to do something more than simply saying thanks around the table, offering prayers for the things that you can lay your hands on. Like, that's the easy stuff. We should be thankful for it. Like, God, thanks for this food. Thanks for this place, this table, the roof over our heads, right? All the earthly blessings. My challenge to you today is with the people that you love to say thank you to God for the specific people who have given their love, their sacrifice, their affection so that you can be here and thrive. I mean, the first person on the list is Jesus Christ himself, right? But Jesus has commissioned in all of our lives strategic folks to be his hands and feet or we would not be sitting here today. Kevin Durant started a little ripple for me, thanking his mom. I spent the last few weeks uh, leaning into this, thinking about my own mom, thinking about other people. And I want to share this ripple with you. And I am trusting that if we do this around our tables today and share gratitude, not only for stuff, but for people, really good things will come of this. Psalm 117 gives two reasons, two big reasons for thanksgiving, but it ends with one final word. Hallelujah. The Psalms always give us reasons to praise God. I mentioned that there is one that does not. It is the last Psalm 
Psalm 150. At the very end of all the Psalms, all the reasons fade away. No more reasons are needed, and all that is left is one hallelujah after another. You hearing me on this? The last Psalm, no more reasons, only pure thanksgiving. The two main prayers on this earth are thank you, thank you, thank you, and oh, help. Like those are the two main prayers. But there is coming a day and there is coming a world where no longer will we need to pray, oh, my help. Where the only prayer remaining is going to be thank you, thank you, thank you. There is a great old hymn of the church called Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. This is a weird image. It's like I only have one mouth, but I wish I had a thousand. Because one mouth is not enough, God, to say thank you. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing, my great Redeemer's praise, the glories of my God and King, the wonders of His grace. Friends, I wish you a great Thanksgiving. Uh, offering gratitude to God, praise for who he is, thanksgiving for the good people he's put in your life. Will you pray with me? Oh, Lord, as we express our gratitude today, let us not forget that the highest appreciation is not the utterance of mere words, but to put our sentiments into action and give life to them. We want to praise you and thank you, Lord Almighty. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen.